this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer, the Executive Director here. Diane Xavier is running the board, and I am so delighted uh, to introduce you uh, today to our 2022 uh, Transmitter of the Faith Award winner at our upcoming Summer Speaker Series event, which is going to be at the Frontiers of Flight Museum on Thursday, July 21st. Okay. And this is actually the first time I think I've ever interviewed, uh, the, the person who is going to be, uh, the winner in advance. But this is a dear friend of mine whom I've known for many, many years. In fact, about 12 years or so, maybe even yes. more, more than that. Her name is Carla Lacroix. And um, she hails from New Orleans originally and uh, has been a volunteer and has done so much. You don't win the Transmitter of the Faith Award if you don't do a whole lot to bless the station and also the broader community as well. So, Carla, thanks for sitting down and, and good to see you. It's good to see you too, Dave. Yeah. So did you ever think that, that, that you would be the recipient of the Transmitter of the Faith Award? Because you've been to, I think, just about all of the Summer yes, Speaker Series have. events, haven't you? And I've never thought that I did enough to, to uh, merit it. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I just do what my heart tells me to do. And in thanksgiving for all the graces that I've received from the radio station, that's why I do what I do. And one of the things we're going to talk about, I don't want to get into it quite yet, is how the radio station, over a decade ago, you, you have this great story about how it brought joy back into your life. Yes. Because your life has had some tragedy, uh, both yes. as, a, as a child and also uh, older as well. But before that, I just want to uh, thank you for the things that you have done and kind of explain to the people listening why Carla Lacroix was chosen <laughs> this year as our Transmitter of the Faith Award uh, recipient. And you have been a volunteer at the station for 12 years, is that right? Well, it's 11, it'll be 12 in July, this July. Yes, that goes all the way back to 2010, just a few years after the radio station started. Right. And, you know, among other things, you've been a a volunteer, of course, you've you've never never had a, you've never been paid for it, so you've been a volunteer all the way through. You have gone out and visited parishes, giving talks, selling car raffle tickets. Uh, You... Are, are one of the greatest, I guess, for lack of a better word, cheerleaders and promoters <laughs> of Catholic Radio. You go out to the, like your deanery meetings and everybody yes. thinks you work for Catholic Radio because yeah. you talk about it so much, yes. right? That's true. Yeah. And I, and one of the, the, the really special things that's completely behind the scenes that probably nobody other than the religious orders know about is that every three months in advance of our charathons, uh, you do what? Uh, I, I developed a list of, uh, of uh, religious orders yeah. and phone numbers where members of the religious orders work. And so I call them up and ask them for prayers for the success of our upcoming share So I make about 78 calls each time yeah. and to both uh, uh, priest and Sisters. And then every time you give us this very detailed list of exactly how many are praying for us, yes. and we always feel the presence of it because yes. without the, the prayer support, the Sherathons yes. are going to fall flat. Uh, you also do something interesting. Um, you, for for many Christmases, uh, recently your, your your voice has gone right. out a bit, and so you weren't able to do it this last year, but right. you come in every the week before Christmas, and you serenade the office right. with a particular Christmas <laughs> song. 
it's just a combination of the joy. Um, I bring a box of uh, a particular type of candy that my sister liked. Yeah. And then I sing a Christmas song because I have my joy. <laughs> yeah. Even one time, I think during COVID, you came in and you were able to come in. But uh, I have them all on, on my phone, the videos <laughs> of, of, of many of your... your yeah, and, and early in the early days, probably when you first started volunteering, you used to help us... Uh, look for sponsors. You would yes. go look at the back of bulletins and call right. sponsors and, add them and, and say, hey, you know, would you like to be a... a, a. So, so needless to say, you've been doing a lot for many years. And sometimes people come and go and you don't hear from them for a couple of years and they come back or you never see them again. Uh, well, you've been so consistent for, for 12 years. I, don't, I, don't, I doubt there's been a month or two that we haven't seen you here at the studio uh, there's just been a consistency. You never really stopped volunteering, did you? No, and I. If we don't talk about it much, but every once in a while, I just show up <laughs> <laughs> to to visit and to bring the little one bread, one body pamphlets, which I distribute to people, and just um, reconnect with the wonderful staff that's here. Yeah, so. yeah. We always enjoy your visits very much. Well, let, let's talk. You know, you, you're a very joyful person, despite you know physical and uh, setbacks that you've had. Uh, your childhood was uh, challenging. You you grew up um, in basically a segregated South, right? Yes. Uh, in, in New Orleans, where you know black and white, you know bathrooms and that kind of stuff. Right. And I can't really relate to that because you know I wasn't alive then, and I, and I'm I'm not you know I'm, I'm white, but that's that's difficult um and then also you can speak on that but also something very tragic happened when you were uh, i believe what seven years old right? i was seven and my older sister was 10 and we were coming home from school and i was the only one there that's the thing that was uh that stayed with me the most and uh she was uh she was hit by the public transportation bus as we were going home and it's a long story as to how it happened and i really think that um that there was something bigger than just the event it was something that will the reason why we'll find out later on mm -hmm. but because of that i was the only one there and my parents felt that it would be the best the best thing for me to help me to overcome this trauma was not to talk about it. Yeah. In hindsight, I don't think that was the best way thing to do because I had all of my questions and thoughts and I had no place to to go with them. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to talk through things to think to um, to adjust what happened in my life. Yeah, and so, you were the only witness. I in was the, the only witness. Yeah. It was so strange. On a day when normally there would be cars and people, it was overcast and no one was around yeah. doing this whole event. Excepting um, after it happened, I was standing there crying. I mean, I'm seven. I didn't know what to do. But even my whole life has had this touch of the Lord out of nowhere this elderly this older woman came 
a black lady. And she had faith because I could hear her uh, saying to herself under her breath, Oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, God, help me. She asked, she came upon the scene and she's the one who asked for my number and called people. And got people to come because oh, wow. I I was in shock. Yeah, I you're seven years old. Do. You're a right. kid. Yeah, in heaven, I hope I get to meet her yeah. and thank her for 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 what she did for me. Yeah, and then so you had to bury this tragedy your whole yes. life. Your parents didn't want you to talk about. It. They probably had their reasons for that. Yes, and then uh, you never married your sister. You, you of course your younger sister. I mean your your sister that passed away, Patricia. Yes. died. But then you, I have a younger uh, sister, Sandy, three years younger, and she never me. married. So no. you had your your little tight family. Of yes. your die. I think your father died. My uh, father died, and, and then uh, you started losing members right. of your family one by one. Right, and it was. After your mother passed away, that yes. you and your younger sister Sandy visited the studio for the first time. Yes. And uh, why did you come and visit the studio? This would have been about 2008. 2008. Yeah, yeah 2008. Long time ago. You had one of your early pledge drives. And I thought about it, and that's one of the neat things about uh, being connected for so long to the studio uh, for each of the pledge drives. You developed different terms and things that you use. I was in on all of them because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I listened all the time. Well, this pledge drive, you, yeah, if somebody pledged, you got a free book, but you had to come into the studio to pick it up. Yeah. And that's why my sister and I were there. Yeah, I still remember the visit this day. I remember you yes. all sitting down in the old yeah. office, the old, the old right. building. Yeah. And, um, and this was a time when you were you were down because you had lost your oh, mother, yes. and uh, you didn't know this yet, but your no. sister was about you know, would soon be diagnosed with cancer as well. So there yes. was there was a lot going on. Yes. And uh, what do you re- you know that that was the catalyst, the beginning of you know twelve years of volunteering and right. helping, and now culminating here getting uh, the Transmitter right. of Faith Award. So what was it about the station, the programming? That okay. that touched you so much. One of the fir- one of the first things was that uh, sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night with worries and fears and just thoughts that were really bothering me. And because the English station is twenty four hours, I would just turn the station on. It's like I need good. I need good thoughts. I need something (laughs) to think about. And what always amazed me was whatever the program was, there was something that, uh, that uh, helped me, Mm -hmm. something that calmed me, something that I could use to give me strength to keep going, to keep doing what I, what I felt I needed to do. And, um, I lost my train of thought here. Oh, as I was a caregiver for my mom, I would uh, get up real early and uh, do the rosary and things before I started helping her. But I also listened to the radio. Mm -hmm. Once again, it comforted me and gave me strength to keep doing. Because when you're caring for somebody... I don't know about everybody, but for me, sometimes you worry that, am I doing the right thing? Am mm-hmm. I doing all that I can for my loved ones? And uh, it was just really helpful to listen to the to the radio. Yeah, yeah. So was there a particular moment 
that you realized that this whole thing about joy coming back, you know, uh, uh, when did that happen or was it at a particular moment? I know there was a, a story about me going out to lunch and you were volunteering at the yes. studio. What, what, um, what happened then? Well, because I kept in contact with you, I would, I don't know if you remember, but I would listen and on our schedules, we had phone numbers and if something was wrong, I would call you uh, up and tell yeah, you. Yeah. Or if there was a PSA that was still going on that needed to be dropped, I would call you up and <laughs> tell you that. Yeah. So I always kept in touch with you. Well, after my sister died, I was, I'll try to make this fast. I was driving to take care of some business and Father Mitch on his uh, afternoon show, um, an elderly gentleman called who was, you could feel his sorrow. You could feel his grief. He was explaining to Father that he had lost his wife. And I was in the car driving to the bank, and I hurried up and pulled in the parking lot. Yes, Father Mitch, tell him what should he do? How can he help this grief, this pain? Because that's, he explained so well exactly what I was feeling, his loss. And Father Mitch said, well, there is no way to know why. You won't get an answer to why until you're up there talking to the Lord yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but what you should do is give of yourself to others to do something. Get out of yourself and go out and help somebody mm -hmm. else. Now, that stayed with me. It didn't happen right away. But when I would call you every so often, uh, <laughs> you... You just have a way of uh, of uh, suggesting things to people because you would always say, "Well, you could come and volunteer at the radio <laughs> station." Yeah, yeah. And after uh, a couple of months, after hearing that, and still feeling kind of sad, I remembered Father Mitch, and I remembered your offer, and I said, "Well, I have no idea what I could do, but I I do." Uh, the station has helped me so much. If I can help them continue to promote and to speak well about our faith, then maybe that would be good. So that's why I volunteered. I was still in grief mode. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, at that time, uh, it was lunchtime one day, and I was in the studio all by myself. And I just, I was sitting there and suddenly I realized something is different. I mean, I'm still sad, but something is different. And that's when I realized I, I, I can actually smile. And I felt if I could laugh, I could laugh. <laughs> it was like my grief, just my joy was just there. The joy that I couldn't find and didn't have was there. And a confirmation of that was you and Maddie came back from lunch and uh, you came in the staff lounge and you asked me how I was feeling. And that's when you said that you and Maddie realized that I had been joking with people in mm. the morning. I hadn't even realized it. Oh, so we, so, we, we noticed that yes. your, your mood had changed. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And, yeah. and because of that, it stayed, I still had that joy. Yeah. Um, you know, you read about Jesus helping and curing people and all. I thought about this the other day. He cured me, 
And that cure is still there. People say, oh, you're so joyful. No, (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm joyful because the Lord is helping me in everything that I do. And that's my motivation for volunteering for the station. I can't go out and really... I'm not as knowledgeable to broadcast our faith, yeah. but I can certainly help the people who are. Yeah, I can do my part to keep the station. And and this is, uh, as you said before, why at Christmas time you like yes. to come and, yes. and serenade and bring yes. the chocolates because yes. it was kind of a a, a sign of, yes. of the, the joy that the, you had felt. Yes, it was the first uh, celebration of my joy. Yeah, and my sister was a fan of. Now, what are they called? Um, the candies that she likes. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I'd always bring a box of my sister's favorite candy, yeah. and I'd sing a Christmas song. Yeah, and, you know, they, they, uh, Scripture talks about a, a peace that um, transcends understanding yes. or something like that, where yes. it doesn't, just because you're joyful doesn't right. mean life isn't difficult. No. You know, you're dealing with the issue right. with your voice, and, right. uh, you know, life is not a cakewalk. No. But uh, that's the thing is that yes. when uh, and when we when we are joyful, yes. the circumstances don't affect that ultimately, no. do they? Right. No. Um, and when you're joyful and you have faith and confidence in the Lord, He helps you with the things that happen. Um, I am. Let, let me kind of clarify this. The condition that I have is called. Uh, spasmodic dysphonia or dysphonia. And some people uh, may remember Diane Reams, who had a program on uh, PBS channel. She was one well-known personality who has it. But a lot of people in the world suffer from this condition and have to learn how to deal with whatever strength their voice has. Mm -hmm. You can have very soft, soft voices, or you can have very broken, choppy voices. And it's a brain condition where you're, uh, the muscles don't talk to each other right, and so your speech gets out of whack. Mm-hmm. But there are techniques, speech therapy techniques that you can use. And um, I've been uh, successful in having great doctors at uh, UT Health Science Center and great speech therapists who've helped me a lot so that I'm still able, uh, if I... Uh, and careful enough, uh, your breathing has a lot that you can do to help you mm-hmm. to project your voice. So. Yeah, yeah. I keep thinking back at the the lady, uh, the elderly lady that helped you in your time of grief when you were a child after yes. that, that tragedy. And I think we are all called to help others because yes. she came and she, she she pronounced the name of Jesus, right? Yes, and she could tell you. I she, could tell she was a lady of faith. Yeah, and yes. and really, we we need to be that person yes. because there, there's a lot of suffering out there, right. isn't there? Right. And uh, and that's you know the, the, what Catholic Radio also does. Like you yes. said, middle of the night, you're waking up. You need a right. you need a positive word. And so, uh, what um, the, the, that people need to listen people can volunteer and i think yes. you by stepping outside of yourself uh, and, and i did step outside of myself yeah, yeah. i really am you may not think so but i really am an introvert and my sister helped me so much because she was just the opposite of me 
and I would try very hard. Well, if Sandy can do this, I can do this too. So she kind of motivated me to, motivated me to get out and be more uh, friendly with people and talk to people more. My sister took after my father. Mm-hmm. My sister and my father were like that. Yeah, very, very outgoing, yes. gregarious, yes. Uh, kind, kind of uh, yes. uh, big personality people. Yes. So, all right. So on uh, again, July 21st, uh, it's going to be a Thursday evening, the 14th annual Summer Speaker Series event. Our keynote speaker is going to be Bishop Joseph Strickland. And uh, we are going to have a chance to honor uh, Carla. And it, it's interesting because the people that have won this award we we had a, a bishop burns won at one time we had a couple of a couple of committee members last year it was the huffines don and uh, mary Catherine huffines who have been great supporters you know in in many ways uh but i i think your your contribution has been so unique you have been a financial contributor without a doubt yes. but it hasn't been finances it's been uh primarily just the the volunteering, the helping, it's, just kind of pouring yourself out. It's hands on with what I can do. Yeah, I yeah everything that I do for the studio, and in my head, I don't say it out loud. I don't even. This is my first time even telling you this, but I always have been inspired by a quote from Mother Teresa. Um, There's a lot that I know I could do at the radio station, but I could do something. And I always remembered her quote, do small things with great love. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've tried to do with everything that I've tried to do. And um, if you do that, the people that you interact with, I found are so understanding and helpful. Now I call all of these people for our share uh, especially the nuns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My Carmelites are the favorite. But they understand that I have this voice problem. And they're so understanding. And because we talked for so long, they're always interested in what happened yeah, the last time, yeah, which yeah. is why I ask you all the time if we made our met our goal. Right, right. They, they want so, they want to get an update. Yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, Carla, yeah. thank thanks for uh, sharing your story. It's a beautiful one. Thank you for all that you've done to bless the the, the station, the network, and uh, like we said, I've got a whole big long list of all the ways that uh, that that you've, you've just been such a blessing. So thank you. Congratulations in advance. We look thank forward to July twenty so first. To see uh, introduce you, I bet a lot of people that don't even know who you are, and they and they're like, "Wow, who is she?" And then they're going to get to find out that day. All right, so um, our our tickets for the event will go on sale on July. I'm sorry, May 26th. I'm not sure exactly when this is running, but uh, you can go to summerspeakerseries.com and hear a great talk by Bishop Joseph Strickland, and also uh, see Carla nice. being honored as well, along with uh, hundreds. I like to say, you know, get out of the the Texas heat. Have some, have a glass of wine, some good food, camaraderie with your friends, and just have a nice event. The Frontiers of Flight Museum is a very nice place to have it at. Yeah, too. yeah, it sure we is. enjoy it. All right. Well, thanks again, Carla. God bless you. you. And thanks to Diane uh, for her help as well. This has been the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer. And if you have uh, suggestions for future interviews, uh, I'm all ears. So please let me know. Uh, just email Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Thank you so much. God bless you.
The Women's Guild at St. Bernard of Clairvaux Parish in Dallas invites all KTH 9-10 a.m. listeners to its Mother Mary and Saints Tea event on Saturday, June 4th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Come for a delightful afternoon and support the Women's Guild's major fundraiser. Enjoy delicious foods and teas, a special auction, raffles, and fellowship. For more information, call Terry Watson at 214-532-3616. That's 214-532-3616. Are you a small company in need of tech support? Do you have technical issues that come up and you don't know what to do? Does your church need guidance with live streaming? I am Charles Gura, a parishioner at St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Carrollton and a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Whether it's making sure computers are updated or they are backed up, ProMultis can provide these and other services. We can be reached at 214-702-6996 or online at pro-multis.com. That's P-R-O-M-U-L-T-I-S.com. And good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the KETH 910 AM interview of the week. This is that show that we have that's pre-recorded. Uh, we have once a week on Saturday afternoons after the Divine Mercy Chaplet, where we talk about something local and Catholic. It's one of Dave's favorite part of his job, and it's one of my favorite parts as well. Uh, because, you know, there's not too many limits. Like we said, it's, if it's local and if it's Catholic, it deserves a place on this show. And uh, today I'm super excited to be talking about a more unusual event. We don't often talk about golfing events, if that's a little hint for you. Um, but uh, I have joined by my guest who reached out to me to help promote this upcoming golf tournament that is going to benefit the Axe community of St. Francis uh, Parish in Frisco, uh, which is very exciting. So hang on to these details. We're going to talk about the specifics about the uh golf tournament that's happening on Saturday, June 11th, and the website is stfrancisax.com that you can find out more information about that. Um, but I want to introduce Chris first, so thank you so much for joining us in studio and taking some time to talk about this and for reaching out. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, yeah. Thanks for having us, 910. It's awesome <laughs> to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first off, uh, you're representing St. Francis Frisco, the Axe community. You know, that, that tiny little parish up in the northern part of the uh, Dallas Diocese, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's us um, growing every day, yeah, which absolutely. is awesome. I think Dave sometimes calls it the mini diocese that's up there. You know, it's forty thousand people. Yeah, I've heard that. thirty to forty thousand people, eight thousand families. families, something yeah. like that. I, oh my gosh! Oh. Wow, half uh, of them come on Ash Wednesday. I can confirm that <laughs> as an usher. Oh my gosh! I can only imagine what those holy days are, or, or assumed holy days yeah. are like. <laughs> um, but it's really beautiful. We were just chatting beforehand that the axe retreat is actually held several times a year there you know some parishes are like oh it's once a year once yeah. every two years but you have like three or four english and spanish men and women uh every year which is uh, really really beautiful but i think sometimes even though the axe treats very popular i think there's still some people listening who are not entirely sure what those are so do you mind just kind of breaking it down for people without spilling any of the secrets you're supposed not supposed to talk about the axe retreat yeah no absolutely so axe is an acronym for adoration community theology and service And it is held through our parish and a lot of parishes in the Metroplex. And it's typically, so I went on the men's acts retreat back in 2018 as a retreatant. And then you can also join and be a member of the team that they, that they call that. And it's typically like a Thursday at five o'clock, you would meet at your parish. And then it goes through Sunday, 11 o'clock mass in our case. Mm -hmm. So you're, in our case, we're at Camp Copus. And you're there until Sunday morning. So you spend the night, you know, I guess that's what, three nights, um, you know, in a, in a bunk bed or in a room with other fellow retreatants. 
and then it ends on a Sunday back at your local parish for Mass for the 11 o'clock service or whatever that service might be. So it's a full weekend. You don't sleep a lot. <laughs> um, I can honestly tell you it, it does change lives. Mm. I mean, you talk to almost anyone who goes or is affiliated somehow, and you leave there just completely on fire and enthusiastic, and you're just on cloud nine. Mm. It, it's really an awesome, awesome event, um, retreat, that really all Catholics should do, and even folks who are not Catholic but maybe Christian or you know thinking about becoming a Catholic, whatever it might be, if there's someone in your life that you think could benefit from getting closer to God, um, I would highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, most of my family has gone on it, has been on team. Um, I was supposed to go a few weeks ago, so I was hoping I would have more of the inside scoop now. Um, but I was on, was ill and was unable to go to my parishes a couple months ago. Um, but yeah, it's really, I have seen the people who have gone before and after and how much more they are involved in the parish life. They just want to do everything because the service part of it, that's the kind of thing. I think there's mm-hmm. a call to service afterwards and it also builds up the community. Um, it's kind of funny. So my sister and I have, you know, done various outside help with the retreats and I remember um, sometimes the differences between the men and the women's retreats so women when they're getting to go on the bus they're all, you know they're all chatty and excited and stuff like that the men kind of are walking like the death march yeah. to the no, so is that do you think right. that's yeah. kind of a yeah. do you, how how did you did you did you like of your own like oh I saw this I want to go on this or did you have to get a prompting from a lot of people yeah most people have um, like a spouse signs them up <laughs> or they said no 12 times to a friend mm-hmm. and then the 13th time they were like yeah I'm in I I actually volunteered. I think I saw it in our bulletin um, and thought, you know, why not yeah, be yeah. something good to do? I, I was relatively new to Frisco at the time. So it was also, I thought, a good way to meet people who sure. are kind of like-minded, who went to my parish or at least lived in the area. So, um, you know, it can serve a lot of different purposes. You don't necessarily have to want to go. Right. I know that's not a, a ringing <laughs> endorsement for it. But um, if you feel like, and you're listening to this and you've heard about it, or you kind of like the idea of it, but you're shy or intimidated or anything like that, I mean, I can assure you that, um, you know, as soon as it gets started, that uh, you will be very glad that you you made the decision to go. And a little teaser on the weekend is I really can't tell you anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, you're saying, oh, it's a great experience. You got to go. But you're no like, specifics. everyone's like, okay, so what do you do? You're like, can't tell you. Can't tell you. Yeah. You know, it's called the river rule and uh, you just, you don't talk about it. Yeah. That's what's so funny. It's, it's very, it, Dave and I've done a few interviews in the past, sometimes at live remotes and things like that about the extra tree. And it's, Dave's always like, what can we talk about? <laughs> has he not been on it? No, he has been on it, but okay. he's just kind of like, he knows he can't ask too yeah. many. He went, I think in Midland, Texas, uh, when he was living out there, I, he's thinking, you know, maybe possibly going on one more locally now that he's in a new community and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it is a, it is a beautiful, can be life changing weekend. Um, but you all, like I said, do a lot of these throughout the year because for a very large parish serves a lot, a large area. Um, so when did the idea that you all needed a fundraiser for these retreats kind of come about? Yeah, so we started, so this is the golf tournament fundraiser that we have. And I think we have some other fundraiser type stuff throughout the year. Sure. I mean, the fundraiser is nice because for those folks who maybe can't afford to go on it, and I want to say it's roughly 150 to $200 to go on the mm-hmm. retreat. Um, you know, we're always looking to help. And if, if that is, um, an impediment for someone to go on it, we want to make sure that we can help in that way. So we thought, you know, you know how the church is. Hey, why not get people together and we all can kind of agree and disagree and debate and try to find a way to make the community stronger and get people involved. So golf typically, especially in this area, is something that usually can bring people together. 
So we have our June 11th golf tournament at Frisco Lakes, and we did it in 2019 and 2021, and this is our third annual. So this is our biggest fundraiser for Axe, I think. So we have sponsorship opportunities, obviously the ability to play, and it all goes towards Axe. I mean, like, you know, everything is pretty much donated in terms of what you'll see when you get there. Um, so the idea is that we put it all right back into the Axe community. That's awesome. After uh, my cut, obviously, oh, for, for, for driving here on tolls for, and everything. Yeah, it's the 100%. It's the, it's the uh, being the interview spokesperson for yeah. the group. You get, I mean, that's uh, worth something. You get at least half of, the, yeah. I think, the donation. So, um, But, uh, yeah, so the tournament is on June 11th, and you're looking for players, sponsors. Um, I'm going to be honest. I know so little about golf. So you kind of want to explain, do you have to, can you enter, is it teams? Are there, like, groups? Because I know that the very minimal I know about golf, that it's sometimes you play by alone or sometimes you have with other people you're in a group with. Uh, so do you, how do people register? How can they? Yeah, so they can register by going to the website that you mentioned, right? Oh, yes, stfrancisax.com. Correct. And then from there, there's a link to register for the golf tournament. So there's two things. You have the ability to sponsor if you want to sponsor a whole, if you want to sponsor a group, um, if you're a business and you want to donate something, we're doing a silent auction afterwards as well. Awesome. So there's tons of opportunities. And maybe I'll give the name of the person and phone number yeah, absolutely. at the end of this That's to great. contact if you really want to get specific on sponsorships or anything like that. I think for most people listening, it might be more about playing in the tournament. Sure. So um, if you have a group, obviously, you, when you register, you list their names of the people that you are that you want to play with. So there's it's a foursome in golf terminology. So me and then like three friends. And it's a hundred dollars per person. Okay. Um, if you're listening to this and you're new the area, new to the area, or you don't really live near Frisco or Plano, but you're interested in playing, you can just register as an individual, and then we will pair you with somebody. Okay. Cool. So when you get there at roughly seven o'clock on June June 11th, you'll see your name, and you'll be paired with another person or three other people and everyone is super friendly. And you know it's a Saturday and you're golfing. So I mean, <laughs> if you can't have fun, then so I got to ask for all the people out there like me who know very little about golf and are not good at it uh, beyond putt-putt. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, is there, I don't know, in the past, has it been like everyone is a, a great player and you're going to just, if you come up and it's one of your first times ever doing this, is this going to be embarrassing or is it open to everyone of all skill levels? Yeah, it's open to everyone of all skill levels. And um, so for those who don't golf and don't really want to play a full round of golf and, you know, pay a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. You can you can come and there's always stuff that we will need help with, especially afterwards with the silent auction, with the food. If you still want to pay the hundred dollars and as a donation to Axe, obviously we would gladly accept that. Um, in terms of the level of golf, I think we do a four man scramble or mm. four person scramble. So what that basically means is you just use the best shot every time. So okay. if you're That's really really poor <laughs> at golf. Um, that's fine because the other three players can pick up your slack. So it keeps it moving quickly. It keeps it fun. Typically, you don't have any balls in the water or in the woods that you're playing because <laughs> right. someone else had a decent shot. Gotcha. Right? So typically, we use my shots a lot because I tend to be the best golfer in my group. So, that, that's cool. a joke. I, I was going to yeah. say, I was like, we're not knowing how the other people are, though. That's like... <laughs> I was like, wow, all right. <laughs> That's great. No, so don't be intimidated by that at all. I mean, it's a great group of people, men and women, juniors as well. So super yeah, inclusive. Yeah. Um, so 
We look forward to seeing people. That's awesome. Yeah, you mentioned the junior golfers. Those are ages 11 to 17, accompanied by a parent. So yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Last year, we had quite a few. Um, in the group in front of me, there was a teenager. So, I mean, we might not see more than maybe a half dozen teenagers sure. or so. But if, if you know, you're a teenager or if you have... If you're an adult and your child plays and you want to spend five or six hours with your child on a beautiful Saturday morning yeah. and support a great cause, I mean, it kind of kills two birds with one stone. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, the whole thing is to have fun. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming it is still, it's a tournament, so uh, there's prizes yeah. for the best team. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so there, yeah. So there's tons of prizes. Um, there's long drive, closest to the pin, lowest score, all that kind of stuff. Um I mean, you're probably going to leave there winning something, or if nothing else, you'll get the goodie bag oh, and maybe a buzz, you know, <laughs> if you do some day drinking, but I'll leave that <laughs> up to you. Um, but yeah, you're typically going to leave with something. And if not, I mean, you definitely had a good time and know that you supported a great group. Absolutely. Just to remind everyone who's tuning in that you're listening to the KTH 910 AM interview of the week. And today I am joined with Chris Rogers, who uh, is representing the St. Francis Axe community. And they are putting on their third annual golf tournament at Frisco Lakes Golf Club on Saturday, June 11th. And they are looking for golfers and sponsors. So you can go to their website, stfrancisaxe.com. It's open to men, women, and also the juniors, uh, 11 to, to 17 to register to be a golfer um again there's going to be no judgment on your level of golfing um i should i should go and just to show up and to to prove that that they're yeah. no at this point yeah you have to i have to yeah. i have to go and uh show how not good i am uh i think my brother hasn't been brave enough to take me out on the golf course i think he doesn't want to he's gonna go on a day he said when there's like no one else around uh-huh. <laughs> um but uh, yeah again check out the website stfrancisaxe.com uh you also mentioned that there was going to be a silent auction at the end of the event so you want to talk about how that's going to work i'll tell you what i know i think it's still <laughs> a little bit of a work in progress but yeah we're, we're we're soliciting donations of you know items that people want to give to us and then um just like a typical silent auction you might see at like a fish fry or a knights of columbus sure. event or something um you'll just kind of write down your name and the price that you're willing to pay for it might be a wine tour it might be a steak dinner it might be i think dinner even with our uh parish priest, you know, those types of things, um, maybe some memorabilia as well. So um, we're act- actively looking for items that people want to give, okay. and we would include it in the silent auction, plus, you know, gift cards maybe that your business might have or a local restaurant that we might put in the goodie bag or that we also might use the silent auction for as well. So, and that will be all after the golf. So gotcha. I think we're we're letting people or we're telling people roughly six thirty breakfast included. So you do get breakfast and lunch. That's awesome. And then uh, we do a shotgun tea time. So everyone tees off at the same time, and then we should be done at around noon or one. And then there's lunch at the club right there, and then the silent auction and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. It's a pretty good deal for a hundred dollars to register breakfast, lunch, uh, and a goodie bag. You mentioned, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're going to pay to golf in the Metroplex on a Saturday in June. You're going to pay eighty anyway, at least minimum. Might as well make it for a good cause and get breakfast and lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a good deal indeed. Again, the website stfrancisax.com. Let's talk about the sponsorship opportunities for people listening. There's a couple different levels and maybe what exactly that entail, and you can maybe give some of the information about who to contact and what to do. 
Yeah. So in terms of sponsorships, I mean, we have, um, I think we're already all set on the elite sponsor, um, but we have platinum sponsorships at $1,000, gold sponsorships at 500 silver is 230 and bronze is 50 And at each one of those levels, you do receive something if you are the person or the company doing that sponsorship. And if you go to the website that you've mentioned, um, you'll see more on that as well. And, um, you know, if you are curious more about sponsoring, you know, I would encourage folks to call Sandy, S-A-N-D-Y, and her number is 972-322-4277. So that's Sandy, and she's awesome, and she'll get you set up, answer all the questions that you might have. Again, the website has a lot of it, Mm -hmm. but if you want to find out a little bit more what's available and whatnot, I would give Sandy a holler at 972-322-4277. Is there a deadline to uh, register for both being a golfer and also to be a sponsor? Not really a hard deadline. I would say for no. I mean, it's Saturday, June 11th. So, I mean, I think from a golfing standpoint, we might have some people show up that morning. Day of, yeah. And uh, we could probably accommodate. I don't think that's an issue. Um, and for a sponsorship, I would probably say you want to try to get a, try to get something in at least a week or 10 days in advance of that. Yeah, that makes sense. A reminder that we're talking about the 2022 Axe Golf Tournament uh, that's happening at Frisco Lakes Golf Club on Saturday, June 11th. This is benefiting the St. Francis of Assisi Axe Retreats, uh, which they do several of a year. And I just I was looking at the website just because I wanted to know when the next one was going to be. And the men's one is going to be in August, uh, August 25th through 28th, if you are interested in joining. And also the women's retreat will be October uh, 13th through 16th. Um, so those are coming up soon. So start making the plans now. I know sometimes, especially for you know adults when you're thinking about taking off three or four days um, away from family I think moms it's really really hard to leave because <laughs> they're like oh is the house gonna survive while I'm gone my mom when she went on her um, her retreat she left a list of things for us to do while she was away like this huge list and I was like this is not what we do in a normal weekend mom but, yeah. <laughs> but okay um, but yeah let's just reemphasize we only have a few minutes remaining um, the fact that this is benefiting these axe retreats and it's, I mean, I don't know how long the axe retreats have been going on at St. Francis, but I know at my parish that people talk about the time when axe came and how it just changed the community aspect. St. Francis is a massive community, which is beautiful, but also sometimes people are like, I don't know, I need to meet people. And this is, I think, a really great way of doing it. So talk about how important it is that this golf tournament is successful, that you're able to continue this beautiful ministry on. Yeah, I think that's what happens, especially in the Metroplex where it's booming and everything is growing and there's people everywhere. You go to a parish like St. Francis or a lot of the parishes in the area, and it can be overwhelming, right? So I think having something like this is a way to make something that's very big seem small. Mm. So if you can just not think about it in terms of, wow, there's 30,000 people. I went to Ash Wednesday, there was 2,000 people. Easter, there was 4,000 people. How am I going to meet people? Um, Probably the best way to do it is to join a ministry, to get involved um, in your church, right? And you can see on most bulletins what the various ministries are. It's also a great way from a number standpoint to meet people quickly and in a setting that's conducive to that is mm-hmm. something like acts right because then you're really sharing something spiritual with somebody and developing relationships that are more than just kind of getting together like every other tuesday or something like you're really getting emotional and spiritual with a group of people in a setting that's very unique so i think acts is an awesome way to take your parish and just make it smaller for you and develop a core group of friends or families that you can develop a lifelong relationship with. Mm -hmm. And Axe does that. 
and can really do that for you. I think Axe cuts to the chase on relationships. You just get down to the deep stuff immediately. Right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that builds relationships very quickly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, well, we're just about out of time, but I want to remind everybody of the details. Uh, we're talking about the St. Francis Assisi Catholic Church Axe Communities uh, golf tournament that's happening Saturday, June 11th at Frisco Lakes Golf Club uh, Golf Club in Frisco. And uh, it is going to be open for anyone who wants to be a golfer, uh, whether you go with a group or you sign up and you get put into a group and also for sponsors there's lots of different sponsorship options the website to find out more and to register is stfrancisax.com stfrancisax.com if you want to sign up to be a golfer or to be a sponsor and also you can call sandy at 972-322-4277 972-322-4277 to learn more about those sponsorship opportunities as well and it's a good way you know talk about building community it's a good way on a saturday morning to meet people too absolutely yeah, yeah. so uh awesome and it, for all for a great cause and a very good deal at a hundred dollars uh with breakfast and lunch and also getting to play a round of golf um so chris so much thank you so much for joining me today is there anything else you want to mention before i let you go no i would just say if, if folks come out you know mention uh look for me chris rogers yes. no d and um, let us know how you heard about it. And, um, you know. Especially any, if you heard it on Catholic Radio. Yeah, especially if you heard it on Catholic Just yell out 910, exactly. 910, 910. Wear a 910am bumper sticker on your shirt. How you know what? That? I'll yeah. send you one. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Chris, again, for reaching out to us. And I hope it is massively successful. Um, again, the website, stfrancisax.com. This has been. Oh, do you have something else? Oh, no, I was add? just going to say, um, I think. Our goal is 125 people. Okay, So awesome. last I heard, we're already well into the 80s. Perfect. So um, I think we had 90-ish last year. So Awesome. Um, well, after this interview airs, it's uh, gonna, right. you're going to well, fill up yeah, immediately. Yeah, we'll need two it's, days. <laughs> exactly. Have to have two different rounds. Uh, again, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us. This has been the KTH 910 AM interview of the week. Uh, I'm Cecil Anderson, and I want to thank Diane Xavier for producing and being awesome as always. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week with another interview. But until then, have a great rest of your weekend. God bless. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week. Hi, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberline of Mid-Cities Dental and a parishioner of Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. Dentistry can be expensive, especially if you know you need a lot of work. That's why you need to know all of your treatment options. And you need a dentist whom is on your insurance plan. This could potentially save you lots of money. Our office will offer you a no-obligation consultation with necessary x-rays. We can be reached at 817-282-9321 or midcitiesdental.com. Again, that number is 817-282-9321. The Guadalupe Radio Network congratulates Our Lady of Perpetual Help Parish in Dallas. As it celebrates its 80th anniversary this year, the parish invites all listeners to come celebrate with them at its Patronal Festival on Sunday, June 26th, starting at 9 a.m. Come enjoy family fun, games for children and adults, music, authentic Mexican food, dances, and more. For more information, call Oscar at 214-352-6012. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks John Morrison with Morrison Heating and Air for his support of the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. 
Morrison Heating and Air specializes in heating and air conditioning service for the counties of Denton, Collin, Cook, and Grayson. You can contact John with Morrison Heating and Air by calling 940-597-6099. That's 940-597-6099 for Morrison Heating and Air. Save the date. Father Thomas D'Souza has secured, with the help of Bishop Michael Olson of Fort Worth, a visit from the relics of St. Bernadette, which are touring the United States for the first time. The relics will be available to venerate for more. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.